0: Hello and welcome to our most recent ROE 17 pod. My name is Mark Jountry and I am the regional superintendent of schools for ROE 17. On today's episode we have two guests that I'm excited to have with us, Tom Frazier and Bryce Hansen. Tom is retiring as the director of the Bloomington Area Career Center after an 18 year career leading that institution over a 30 plus year educational career. And Bryce Hansen has been serving as the assistant principal at the Bloomington Area Career Center for the last three years and is now going to be stepping into Tom's shoes and taking over as director on July 1. With that, let's get started and welcome Tom and Bryce. Gentlemen, thanks for joining us today.
1: Hey, thrilled to be here. Thank you very much, Mark. Thanks, Mark.
0: Okay, for our listeners that are unfamiliar with the Bloomington Area Career Center, can you please explain what it
1: is? Bryce, why don't you take that one for starters? Thanks, Tom. Yeah, so it's a program
2: that we have several campuses, but our main campus is located on the campus of Bloomington High School that 16 regional high schools can send their students to for a variety of programs. Um, Our most popular programs are in the health science area and cosmetology areas. So kids come to us for part of their school day. They have a lot of opportunities to earn not only high school credit, but Dual college credit and industry recognized certifications.
0: Speaking of programming, what programs did BACC start with when it was when it was formed, Tom?
1: Wow, that was quite a few years ago. Back in the late '60s is when the Career Center was formed. There was a group of superintendents, it included Gene uh, Johntree, who was uh, superintendent of Genoa at the time. And my understanding is they met in a living room and uh, started putting a grant together to help pay for the construction of the Career Center and get it off its feet. Initially, it started with just four or five programs. I think it was automotive, construction trades, small engines, culinary arts, and a cooperative ed program. And from there, we've adjusted and grown throughout the years.
0: And speaking of adjusting and and grown throughout the years, can you kind of describe the evolution of how the Bloomington Area Career Program, when you, going from where those initial programs were started to, obviously, we've expanded to a lot of areas. But just what the reputation or how people perceive the Career Center has evolved over the decades.
1: Sure. Initially, we were known as Bloomington Area Vocational Center. And the vocational center had the image, and it was more geared toward those kids not going to college. As I've often heard and I still hear today that same stereotype and it was hands-on training that was providing a direct route for students to go from the classroom get some skills in our classroom and then go directly to work in an auto shop or for a construction company or different places like that since then we've adjusted and a lot of our kids pursue post-secondary education whether that's two years or four year schools or military training, or such like that. And with that, we've kind of moved a lot away from that vocational, this isn't for the kids not going to college, to this is an opportunity for all students to explore careers and dip a toe in the water, see if it's something they like, possibly get some certifications or dual credit, and then move forward to expand their training outside, whether that's directly to work or whether that's a four-year university or anything in between.
0: And that's a great, inexpensive career exploration opportunity for these students, isn't it?
1: Oh, it is. It's highly valuable. Um, It's a cooperative piece so that all the districts are pooling resources to help us run the programs. And industry experts are teaching our classes because uh, we got a lot of second career people or people that change careers and want to enter teaching. And it's a huge opportunity for students to learn directly from people that have lived in those
0: shoes of the career pathway that they choose so it's it's really cool it really is cool bryce tom mentioned that Bloomington Area vocational center started with a handful of programs can you kind of talk about where we're at now and some of the the partnerships that you have with businesses and and industry and others
2: yeah that's a great question i think it's an exciting time to be at the career center because as tom alluded to we've transitioned from that the kind of the older stereotype of career and tech ed to I feel like there's a lot of positive momentum in our society, in our community on people wanting to partner with us, businesses wanting to work with our students, and businesses seeing the need to start recruiting kids younger and earlier in the pipeline. We've uh, had a great partnership with Bloomington Fire Department. Two full-time Bloomington firefighters and paramedics teach our course. A lot of their training facilities are open for our students to use during the class time. Evergreen FS has been a great partner for us in some of our different programs, Martin Health Center in Westminster Village. We just literally couldn't run our CNA program without them. Uh, they've just been so instrumental in hosting our students to get their clinical hours so that they're eligible to sit for the CNA test at the state. But it's also been a, a good reciprocal relationship because then our students, when they get their CNAs, are familiar with Westminster. They want to go work there, and so we kind of scratch each other's backs in that way. That, that then they're able to build a employee pipeline. The 911 dispatch center has hosted a lot of our students for job shadows, and it has hired a few former BACC students. Both hospitals in town, Carlin and OSF, have been great partners, especially with our advanced CNA program. To get students that took CNA with us the year previous, when they're advanced CNA, they get further clinical experiences with techs and nurses in those buildings. Bloomington Country Club hires a lot of our culinary students and that gives them an opportunity to practice and hone skills and learn new skills that maybe we don't necessarily get to in class but they're able to learn them on the job. Layman's has been a great partner for our automotive program, donated uh, supplies and things and once again uh, our students end up going and working for them a lot. Local police departments have been very supportive of our criminal justice and law enforcement program. Um, and State Farm has been a great partner in a lot of our programs, both in the, the ACC Heat Academy, our computer tech program, and, and other programs that we offer as well.
0: And that's the key to running a successful program is having willing business and community partners, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, and with that, I mean, we could spend an hour talking to you about all the different businesses, you know, and we don't want to leave anyone out, but I... Don't think you want us going a full hour today, Mark. <laughs> okay. But, you know, those partnerships have grown and evolved over time. And hopefully, it's beneficial for the business. We know it's beneficial for our students. And it's really cool. And some of them might donate an hour of time, some of them donate their facility. And everything in between is hugely beneficial for our students to put what they're learning in the classroom and put that into um, seeing how it is, works in reality.
0: So, as we've talked about the past, the present, looking forward, what do we want to see in terms of BACC programming and and opportunities?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, One thing I'm always looking for as we look to expand opportunities is, you know, how can it give kids a chance to explore a career? How can it give the kids a chance to, we call it, you know, put something in their pocket, dual credit, industry certification things like that. How can it meet a community need? And how can it meet student needs? And so as, as we're looking at any program, those are questions I'm asking myself and asking partners and other stakeholders. You know, things that we're, we're looking at going forward, we're looking to expand our advanced CNA program, get more kids in the program, but also get them more opportunities, more clinical placements. We've got a lot of traction with that with some of our local healthcare providers, and we're very excited to to prepare that next generation of healthcare providers. I think, you know, if if I can say the dirty word COVID here, I think that showed us how essential healthcare is in our community. And so really looking to expand that, you know, there's possibilities with aesthetics programs, looking to expand our cybersecurity program currently exists in our heat academy, our BACC heat academy, and, and how could we expand or give more kids the opportunity to attend that? We've, run this year for the first time a clean energy program as part of our heat academy. We have an excellent partnership with Rebecca Anderson at STEM, Um, and so those kids were able to explore uh, wind, EV, and solar technologies and gave them a a really good idea to see if that would be a career field they'd be interested in. We're also looking to expand into a potential CDL program or heavy machine operator um, and and doing some research there of, of what could be accomplished with some of those programs, so. There's a lot of opportunities and almost, you know, you got to kind of prioritize and see what can fit. I, as I alluded to earlier, there's a lot of people that want to get on board, and, and I'm excited about that, but trying to channel that and, and make sure to build it into something positive for kids and for the community.
1: Let me interject. What's also key is what are the local needs from business industry? And that's what Bryce, you know, all those programs Bryce alluded to, there's local needs. And what we're trying to do is help the local employers and um, the communities by preparing kids for local jobs and that's a big key to our business partnerships and expansion of programs and what we're determining we're not offering a marine biology program for an obvious reason okay but the cdl need the manufacturing needs and such like that are key
0: yeah and to that when we talk about expansion it oftentimes comes down to capacity be it Having the instructor and/or the physical space, in order to conduct those programs. So, can you kind of talk about current programs that maybe where you leverage space that's outside of the main campus at Bloomington High School? Uh, I think Bryce referenced at the beginning about some of the salary Tom did. I can't remember who about satellite campuses and maybe even some of the other partners where the instruction is being delivered.
2: Yeah, Heartland Community College has been a great partner for us in that way. Our CNA program. We host uh, one class of it on Heartland Community College's campus. It's it's still our class, it's our instructor. The instructor's paycheck says BACC, but the kids and the teacher are meeting on Heartland Community College's campus. The same situation there with uh, one of our med- healthcare and medical terminology courses. We're just out of physical space at our main campus attached to BHS. Welding is another big one that we partner with other entities for. We have a welding program that's hosted in the afternoon at Heartland Community College, and in the morning we partner with Tri Valley to offer that. But that would be a, a course that, if we had some more physical space, I'm I'm sure we could hire another full-time teacher and fill all their sections. There's such a huge demand for that, both among students that want to take it and among local employers that are asking for it. And so our capacity is kind of, you know, for lack of a better term, just kind of a kink in our hose right now that boy, we could really fill some local needs with a lot of kids that want to do this, but we're running out of, we've
0: ran out of space. To do that. And tremendously well-paying entry-level job yeah. when you come out with a welding certification. As yes.
2: Well. Yeah. I always tell the story of two of my former students from my teaching days, the older daughter got a four-year bachelor's degree. The younger brother got a welding certificate and he started out making more than his sister with a bachelor's degree, just straight out of Heartland with welding. And so, um, it's it's a very lucrative career path if, if kids can get into
0: it. And there's a lot of need, and the need's not going away. Absolutely, Tom. I'm going to put this question to you as you reflect on your time at BACC. What are you most proud of that that has occurred uh, while you've been there, and uh, and what are your hopes as you hand off the leadership to to Bryce?
1: Well, I'll start with the uh, second question. The hopes as uh, things are handed off, as you put it, is just continued student success, continued student opportunities, continuing to meet the student needs. And that kind of just wraps right back into what I'm, what we're very proud of. And it's not me. It's all of us at BACC. It's our teachers. Got a phenomenal group of teachers. I'm uh, very proud of the culture that they have created and that is maintained there. But uh, the student opportunities are huge, Okay, whether that's industry certification, whether that's dual credit, whether that's networking with local business industry people or just, you know, getting to learn some skills. I think very proud of that. The program growth has been key. I think it's helped us expand and become a bigger player in the secondary education market and, you know, meeting the needs of the firefighters and and paramedics, meeting the needs of trying to expand welding or, you know, adding criminal justice sections because of that local need and the student interest. So I'm very proud of that and meeting the community needs. And that's what schools should be doing. That's what we're striving to do. I know all high schools, all school systems are striving to do that. And we're just a part of that. And it's been a lot of fun. We've had great students come through, very proud of them, run into them often in the community, and thankful for the teachers that we have that are steering them down those pathways
0: that. sounds like a good one to end on. So I want to thank you both for taking your time to come in here and share your wisdom. And uh, we appreciate it. And so Tom, best of luck to you in retirement. Bryce, look forward to continuing to work with you in your new leadership role. And I want to thank everyone for joining us for another episode of the ROE 17 pod. To learn more about ROE 17, please visit our website at www.roe17.org. Or follow us on our social media platforms. ROE 17 Pod is produced and edited by Victoria Padilla. We hope that you join us for our next episode.